1: Looking to get close side of bon. Le away from David! 3-1 running! Three points running. Hello everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening to this, welcome back to another episode of the Elm Park Rules Preview podcast. Supported, of course, by our lovely friends over at Phantom Brewing Co. Now, we have got an absolutely pulsating game for the ages. It's going to go down in history. It is Reading versus Watford in the in the FA Cup. It's an all-championship tie, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not sure really many people are up for it, but you have got two people who are very up for it on the podcast today. Um, we're doing this this preview a little bit differently because again it's Watford in the cup um, we're not previewing it with a Watford fan but we have got someone much better much more accomplished than any Watford fan we have of course got James the scoop as uh, Jacob would say Earnshaw how are you doing James yeah good thanks so not too bad not too bad. I'm trying to get myself as much as possible up for tomorrow because yeah, not only that. is it all championship it's a 12 30 kickoff and mm. a twelve thirty on a Saturday is better than on a Sunday, but it's just it's just not three PMs. It, mm. it ruins your morning. You've not got chance to have lunch at your normal. Yes, yeah. I, I I'm not one for um I'm not one for for lunchtime kickoffs.
0: No, no. Especially me, I got to be at the ground for ten, so basically roll out of bed and uh, straight to the midday ski. But no, at least we're um, sort of out of it by three o'clock. You, yeah. obviously a bit earlier for you guys who can leave straight away um but no it gives you the whole afternoon then to to do what you want celebrate a cup win
1: fingers crossed well yeah. actually maybe not fingers crossed because i'm not sure many people are really in agreement with what like the fa cup and any cup competition at the moment it falls into this category of do you want to go for it do you want to stay looking at the league and it's 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 a weird time really with 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 the cup competitions, it always comes up whenever the cups, you know, cup games come, come around. But um, what, what what we're going to start with um, team news or not team news, but news from the press conference, there was a rather potentially big piece of news, maybe unexpected. It's been touted for quite a few weeks, but Paul Ince obviously mentioned at his press conference, that the long awaited return of Liam Moore will probably be happening this Saturday Mm. James kind of from from your from your position um what what are kind of your thoughts around it's it's an odd one with Liam Moore he splits opinion um he will almost definitely be here obviously until the summer anyway um but it looks like first things first that he's recovered from what mm. seemingly was a horrendous injury we've not got too many details on what the injury was i think it was some sort of knee knee injury that he suffered but I am quite happy to at least see him back and fit because you never, no matter what your thoughts are on him as a person, as a football player, you never want to see a player's career ended by injury like his has nearly turned out to be. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, you can't argue with that. You know, you've got to take away, you know, the the rumours and, you know, whatever has has happened has happened. You know, he's a man ultimately and he almost saw his life go down the drain at the age of 29. You know, he still should, in theory, have another good six or seven years. So it's great to see him working so hard to, to come back. And, you know, he's done a really good job. I mean, we've heard nothing but good things since Paul had just come in about the dedication and the effort that Liam and Moore's putting in. It's a, a clean slate, a new manager. You know, none of us really know what went on, sort of under the under the cloud last time. So, you know, fresh start. Why not let's just you know, he's he's been paid by the club. Let's just get him out there and, and see what he can do. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, like 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 say you've got him until the end of the season. Mm. You might as well. Well, certainly I know it's going to split opinions across the fan base. And I hope the reaction isn't too negative because I think that can only breed more negativity. But ultimately, if Liam Moore plays well, you know, you're probably going to have a defense that's, you know, pretty resolute, keeping out goals. And, you know, it can only really help us towards the end of the season um, on, on that front. It will be that being said, it will be interesting to see to see the reaction in the ground, but fingers crossed it will be a positive one, um, obviously, for, for Liam Moore. Um, the other thing that was broken, obviously, it, it doesn't really matter to Reading in this transfer window, seemingly, because we're not going to actually be able to do much, mm. but the transfer window has indeed opened, um, and Andy Carroll and Mbengue are obviously both out of contract in, I think it's a matter of days now. I, I don't even know when they're but Andy
0: Carroll's last game would be next week against QPR.
1: OK, so he Couple he would weeks. be next week and then Mbengue...
0: He's a little bit longer, I think, but still yeah. not not as far as Sheffield
1: United, I wouldn't think. So maybe Stoke. Sounds positive, though, on the contract front.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's expecting them both to sign on to the end of the season within the next four or five days, uh, which I think is, is, is obviously a great move. Carroll, I don't know whether you'd necessarily want him anything sort of beyond the end of the season anyway, depending on how the next uh, three or four months go. And Bengue, you know, there's a lot of potential there. He's to say he will be a saleable asset at some point. So I'm hoping, you know, you'd hope there's uh, sort of further down the line opportunities to extend that beyond the end of the season. But, you know, let's just put one foot in front of the other for now and fingers crossed still going well. They should be here till till May.
1: Is that probably what both deals will be, do you think? Just extensions to the end of the season? Or do you think Mbengwe might get A longer deal potentially an extra year or something on the end of it or an option of a year
0: yeah as far as I'm aware it's to the end of the season um it didn't specify on um yesterday however you know from murmurings I've I've heard it's to the end of the season um and I I guess then Reading can reassess you know we can't guarantee we're going to be in the championship yet um so you can't really go around throwing long contracts around so I guess there no doubt there'll be some kind of gentleman agreement where should Reading stay up, the offers on the table or, you know, if we stay up, we might not feel that they're the right kind of fit and we might say thank you very much. But I think the end of the season is a good time to sort of evaluate where Reading are because, you know, where we are at the end of this season is sort of a turning point. You know, things could be looking up and the embargo could come off and we could begin to sort of plan for the future. Or if things go horribly wrong in the next three or four months, you could be staring down League One and you
1: know, it gets even worse than it has been the last few years. Yeah. I mean, it's a key, key kind of almost milestone. I think mm. the end of this season, Um, I, I think Alex put it out on Twitter earlier today. You know, when you think a year ago this weekend was the beginning of pretty much our darkest week or month, however long you want mm. to put that time scale on, but it all started really with well Kidderminster was obviously the tipping point. Mm. Some may say it started at Derby. You know, yeah. the week the week prior. Just started then you 12. had Fulham the week
0: after with the seven nil. Yeah, you had eight, you had eight defeats on the bounce, didn't you? So the whole of January. I mean, Paulo did say January would be a write off, so he wasn't wrong. But <laughs> there, there are ways of having write offs
1: it's 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 crazy though i mean we we, we recapped it a bit on the um uh, on the end of end of year kind of podcast just the the transformation really in the past year but i mean it's it is a bit hard to believe kind of that 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 was nearly a year ago now uh, i know, wasn't so even much... in the
0: wasn't even in the role i'm doing now i was a I was a normal <laughs> fan in those away ends at kidderminster and Fulham and god knows what else watching qpr 4-0 it's uh it's been a hectic mad year, but hopefully this year's uh, an improvement.
1: And now you're locked up in the uh, in the rafters, <laughs> just reporting on it. <laughs> it's it's a mad year. The only other real transfer bit of news, um, or it's not really transfer news that was in relation to Reading FC, but um it's probably one to note. Mr. Josh Lauren, I think, has been not put up for sale, but stoker listening to listening to um bids i think or options for him which i think is an interesting one i mean you know i don't think reading was ever gonna match what stoke actually offered him at the Mm -hmm. time you know he was he went you know probably as most people would you know um on 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 the longer contract and you know substantially more money but um not quite worked out for lawrence so far Air no, Stoke. no, it's a
0: shame. You know, it's obviously a rumour, you know, no one's been able to sort of back that up. And it would be a surprise considering he's only been there half a year now. But, you know, he's a cracking player on his day and, you know, people, are, no one likes it when someone chooses to leave your club. But, you know, you'd have him back in a heartbeat with what he'd provide in that midfield. Mm.
1: No, absolutely. And I think it just goes to show how quickly football can turn. He, I think he went there under O'Neill, didn't he? Mm. Um, and then O'Neill was gone after four weeks so it's just it's a brutal business football sometimes
0: mm. yeah yeah and then obviously it's alex neal no doubt want to bring in his own players and you know stoker never backwards and coming forwards when it comes to bringing in players or whether it's a free or a loan or paying money there's always three or four in the door and three or four out um i think nick powell was another one that was on that on that rumor for going, and he'd be a cracking pickup for anyone uh, in the championship but you know stoker should be pushing for playoffs in last three or four years they haven't been so it's no surprise that there's a few sort of key players that they feel they they could chip out
1: yeah no absolutely um of course there is a game on tomorrow though we touched on at the start Watford at home um we're gonna touch back a bit on the on on the f a cup um we we put out a tweet earlier today as well just what what your thoughts are around the f a cup should you rotate do you want to you know go for the FA cup do you want to focus on the league because it's going to be a very injury struck Watford team and it's probably a game that neither team really is going to care about that much because james i mean you you mentioned it before that before we um started recording Watford have got i think it's 15 mm. injuries they put out quite an incredible communicate to their mm. to their fans pretty much listing every single one of their 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 players out and I mean Reading are no strangers to to um, injury crises but it just seems to be happening more and more at clubs at the moment.
0: Mm. Yeah well it's it's a weird one isn't it because you know everyone seems to think that you know Reading is is the worst and it's happening only at Reading and there's some problem with Reading but it's obviously not it's a football wide issue a championship wide issue and Thankfully, I don't think we've ever had 16 out at the same time. I mean, we wouldn't be able to field a team if we had 16 <laughs> missing all at the same time. But, I mean, just going through the like, quality of the players that are missing, I mean, Joao Pedro, Keenan Davis, Hamza Chowdhury, the Tom Tom Cleverley. We no, know Tom Deli Bashiru returned to the, to the SCL as he's um, injured. You know, it's a good thing about Watford, though, for them, for them is that they can go out and, and be active in the window and replace some of these players, which obviously Reading weren't in the... You know, didn't have the opportunity to do, but you know, only sort of increases Reading's chances of of winning winning the tie or being typical Reading and somehow managed to lose to a team made of twelve year olds.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's an interesting one, the tie, because I think again, the cup competition splits fans in in um, uh, in kind of whether you want to go for it or not. And it was kind of a mixed bag to the reaction that we put out. I mean, we had a we had a response from Christopher. Um, you know, might as well go for it. Doesn't look like we'll make playoffs or get relegated. Um, we had Matty Lovegrove come back, priority has to be the league, give players that are usually on the on the bench, fringe players a chance. I mean, James, two kind of different angles there on what, mm. what should be done, kind of in like what what would if you were in Paul Ince's shoes right now, we'll say, if you were Paul Ince, the mighty man that is, what would you be doing?
0: Uh, I'd go for a half-and-half half team. So I think I'd rest some of the sort of key men that have played sort of every minute, which I know has been a lot of them, but you'd probably, look, you'd, well, you'd rest ints. You'd rest, the midfielders need a rest because it's always the same Hendrick and Loom being wheeled out. You need to bring in a bit more um, in the midfield. The good thing about the strikers is we've got two that we can rotate. So I think I'd start Long and Zhao as they didn't start the last couple of games. If Obviously, Bousanis will be in goal anyway. Um, you know, so the good thing is we have options and the options on the bench are, are decent enough options to beat a, a under-23 Watford team. You know, and our academy is still ticking away doing good bits and bobs. I mean, Keen Levy's really impressed me in recent weeks in the 23s. I think he's really stepped up. No reason to not give him a shout. Uh, you've got the likes of Kelvin, who seems to have dropped off the face of the earth. Kelvin a Itcherman, bring him on the bench. Kelvin of has always looked good, good enough to to make the game for a cup game. There's enough in there to be able to make changes, but still make it competitive, which I think we need. Yeah.
1: And and like I say, it's a bit of a nice change from kind of the situation that we have been in in the past, be it because we've not got the players either in the club mm. or because of injuries, you know. Um, but there is that lingering kind of thought of of where we are in the league. I mean, Alex alluded to it. Um, in his response to our tweet, not comfortable with where we are in the league until we've got 50 points, especially with mm. how unpredictable the championship can be. It'd give youngsters, second team players, a chance to show what they can do. Um, and I think it, it's probably going to be what it's going to be for both teams, I think, tomorrow, like, like you said, James, with the, with the injuries that Watford have, you'll almost definitely, I think, see Zhao and Long starting mm. up top. But then behind that, I think I've seen hundreds of different maybe not hundreds but tens of different combinations and yeah. you know i mean some has had about seven defenders in with three attackers some it's you know you could probably pick out pick out some some names you know yeah. well, um, i think
0: it's alluded to the fact that dan Moore and hutchinson will all get minutes so that's three more defensive players although you could play hutchinson hutchinson gonna be back for the weekend yeah i think he's gonna yeah. try and give them some minutes um that's probably good. not well, not the ninety, but probably forty-five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whether you play him in midfield or whether you bring him back into the three alongside Dan and Moore if you start more or whether you bring him off the bench. Um, you know, so this is the thing with with Paul Lynch now is he's actually got options. You know, he hasn't he hasn't got to go for a five. If he feels that the players that he has at his disposal are better suited to playing a four, he can play a four.
1: Well, he he's always wanted to change back to this four. Or well, he's always spoken about his mm-hmm. desire to go back to a four three three system. Which I don't know if that's what he played at Milton Keynes he's or played at all his Burn clubs. Or... Apparently, he has. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, no, because that that that'd be an interesting one to see if he switches back to it. Because I mean, last year it was very much a four two three one because mm-hmm. that was the players that he's had at the club. Now it's a you know a five a five two, one two yeah whatever combination you want it seems to mix about in the middle doesn't mm-hmm. it from a five at the back to a to a three at the back and three in midfield two up top to sometimes four in midfield, one up top but kind of it'll be interesting to see kind of how he how he structures it maybe that will show what he might want to do going forwards but i mm-hmm. mean it's going to be such a mixed bag you know um the game at the weekend and um hopefully it will be a positive result but in all honesty if it's a loss Again, I don't want to talk it down, but will we probably be too fussed about it? Not really. I think the one thing that might make it interesting: Watford. It seems like are going to be bringing a full contingent. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've nearly sold out, if not fully sold out, the full south stand. I think so. We'll have um, four thousand fans again in the uh, in in that in the in the south stand, which we've not had. For quite some years. I think last time it must have been about 2017, 2018, the last time that happened. Mm. Um certainly pre club eighteen seventy one, but that'll be interesting to see how that, that goes down. Um there might end up being more away fans than home fans, I think, at this rate. <laughs> because I've not bought my ticket yet. You don't have the problem of buying a ticket for the game, James. But um <laughs> but yeah, we've it's um it's certainly an interesting one. Um yeah, well, I
0: must admit, I, I, it does seem a tad steep, I think fifteen quid for a a reserve, obviously the club would have worked out what they need and, you know, it's for fair, fair dues, they've got to do what they got to do. But I don't think, that, don't think they can then complain that no one's coming to watch a reserve team match. You know, it's usually the kind of games that's a fiver or a tenner and unreserved, you turn up on the day and you just sit where you want and, and watch the game. So I, I don't think it will, you know, the crowd could probably be better. But again, half 12 isn't going to help because no one's if you're playing football, if your kids are playing football at 10 o'clock, you're at Solly Joel, whatever, you're not going to get across for 12 30. So, it's, no, um, it, it's, it's not, not
1: helping. It's not helping. Um, it's not on TV either, is it?
0: Not in this country. I don't it's know not. why. Oh, is it? it has is it been moved for international broadcast Is the reason they get um, what What, what a belter to put on change. international <laughs> TV. Exactly. Imagine
1: putting Reading v Watford on international TV. Whoever did yeah. that just. Oh, that's surely there must have been a better lower league clash to put on a twelve thirty on a internet. I couldn't think of a game I'd probably fall asleep more in than mm. Reading Watford. And that's well, this, no... this country
0: hasn't even put on any non league teams. I mean, it's third round of the cup, and none of the non league teams are on TV. It always happens that it was it's it was
1: ridiculous. like it was like Kidderminster last year, wasn't it? You know, you had a mm. second tier team against a sixth tier team, and it wasn't even you know covered. It was and, good
0: for us because it meant it was a three o'clock kickoff, and it didn't it... interrupt our days out but the TV it was because.
1: yeah and it meant that we weren't humiliated on national television as well as just you know <laughs> well, not until a, the highlights show not, not until, not until the highlights ten. but <laughs> but um but but yeah it's 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 a weird one i mean i know bbc and that want to break in the the audiences but yeah pick some better ties yeah. maybe tonight oh, it's just not what we want to see everyone watches that at the weekend you mm. know that's probably part of the reason why you know, you've lost a bit of the specialness of yeah. the Cup. I want to watch but...
0: Coventry-Wrexham. That'd be a cracking tie. There's, what, 5,000 Wrexham fans. Coventry will probably have a few. Top of the league, well, doing well in non-league. Obviously, a bit of a fanfare about them anyway. That's the kind mm. of tie that should be on BBC at 7 o'clock on a Friday.
1: Personally. Absolutely, yeah. Un- under the lights, you know, you have a good game like that. Potential, you know, Magic well... of the Cup. Magic of the Cup, not quite a giant killing, but, I mean, very big upset on the cards, you know, but just get it together Mm. on the TV front. But um, we have rambled on a bit now about about the (laughs) FA Cup and the um, implications of TV and what have you. So we are going to wrap it up there. Hopefully, if you do go to the game tomorrow, um, hopefully, obviously you'll be going seeing a win. I think um, one of our listeners, Andrew, is going to that game. I think the last game he went to was a 2-1 away win at Sheffield United. So if we could have a repeat of that, (laughs) I'm sure he would be very happy and I'm sure every other Reading fan would be very happy. So, But um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the podcast. We'll, of course, be back for a roundup of the Watford game, um, probably Saturday evening um, for that. And um, so, yeah, we will catch you all then.